Good evening and welcome to the Empire Strikes Back, the podcast for UK Yankees fans. My name is Mark, I'll be your host tonight. I'm joined by parts of the A-team. First of all, Kevin, how are you doing? Hi Mark, nice to be back and nice to have some baseball to talk about. Um, it seems oh. like seems like the longest winter ever in terms of no baseball. It is, and I other ones tonight, just the three of us tonight, also joined by Jack, Jack Brown. Hello Mark, how's it going? Yeah, just um, echoing what Kev said really, just nice to get talking about actual new baseball stuff rather than going on about stuff that really doesn't interest us as fans, CBA and all Politics. that. Negotiate. Yeah, it's a lot of rubbish. Yeah. Just, talk about, just, just talk about the game itself, baseball please. It is good. For those of you who are living under a rock, then yes, we do have baseball back starting on April the 7th because the owners and the players finally got it together after 99 days and signed a collective bargaining agreement. So we'll start, we will start with a little bit of that, Jack, if that's all right, just to get your thoughts on some of the elements of the agreement that maybe are going to affect the game in the future and see what see what you guys think about that so yes this was concluded a week ago and we will have a 162 game season all the games will be nine inning games there's going to be no seven inning double headers yes and apparently no no ghost runners on the on the double headers on the on extra innings what do you think about that brilliant absolutely brilliant i know jack would like that i've got to admit i'm i'm kind of on the fence a little bit i didn't hate it although i did get the whole debate about in the postseason, I do agree it was a bad move in the postseason, but I think shortening regular season games, I could see the value in that. I was surprised at this one because I thought they've got to truncate 162 games into a shorter time frame. Now, granted, they are going to do more double headers as part of that, but I thought the quid pro quo with that is that the, the game is going to be seven inning double headers, guys. So I was surprised that they're not. Yeah, I, I've got to admit, I was very shocked that they took that out given. Given a log jam on the roster, uh, on the schedule, I thought the seven inning doubleheaders would still be a thing. I was quite surprised by that. I take it that was the players' association that asked for that to be removed. Not, not, not to be, be honest. Sure. Not to be no, sure. me either. It is one that caught me by surprise. I, I've got to admit, being purely sort of selfish about it. Don't did, say it. No, but it did it. help us. It did help to get us to see a bit more baseball because you would get. If it was a double header on that day, it would get finished earlier and you would get the other game generally starting at a time when you could watch as well. And, you know, day games for us are, are a big thing over here in the UK. Um I, I don't think it I don't think it ruined the games when you're watching them, but it was a weird experience because you would kind of get into the sixth inning and suddenly they would be trying to like look to go to the bullpen to close the game down. You're like, Oh shit, yeah, it's only a only a seven inning game. So it was it was a bit strange to get used to, but I didn't see a big negative, other than the debate about the, wasn't it, it was a no-hitter, wasn't it? I was going to say a perfect game, it wasn't a perfect game, it was a no-hitter. It was Bum, Bum Garner. Bum Garner, Bum Garner yeah. did, a, did a no-hitter, yeah. yeah but... It wasn't a no-hitter. Although I am hearing today that apparently the, the ghost runner is still up for review, they still may do that. Yeah. Um, and, and they announced that they wouldn't, but apparently the Players Association are really pushing for this. Um, so this may still come back. I personally, I disagree with you, Kev. I hope not. Um, I could see maybe a case after, say, the twelfth inning, doing that. Um, I would rather, I would rather keep it out. So it, it may still come back. As a Yankees fan, it was horrible because we don't advance runners very well. So it kind yeah. of bit, bit us on the arse quite a bit. 
Um, but yeah, I, I, I think I made the point last year when it came up about it's that whole thing if you're in the last game of a series and it runs into 12, 13, 14 innings and then you exhaust your bullpen, exhaust everyone and then you've got to get into a real key series against a, a title rival, for instance. And you get, I mean, I, I know that's you can't change the whole game essentially. Well, you can because it does the whole season. game. There was, there was, that was a, that was a combination of the, the, the COVID season carried on. It wasn't like they brought it in out of nowhere. They brought it in for a specific reason. Then it carried on for another season. They've now taken it out. You can't, in my opinion, you can't change the game the way the games are played, just because it might affect the game somewhere. Later on in the season, it might, not, it, might have, just, it might have a run-on effect into it. Might, might, but you can't, you just can't do that. It's only I, one I, part I, of it. I mean, it's only one part of it. They hate these extended games where fans are getting home late and all that kind of stuff. There's more than just what I said about it. That's just my personal thoughts and when I think it's a, a good thing. But I think it will come back, Jack. But you could, you could have, you could have the sort of happy meaning, like, uh, like Mark said, not, um, not in the tenth inning, not in the eleventh inning. You could say maybe not even the top. If it goes into 13 or 12 or 13 innings, then you have the rule to, to stop, as you say, to go into these stupid 18, 19 inning games. Yeah. But in the 10th, the 11th, maybe 12th, you keep the game running as normal and then you introduce it at a certain point rather than go, as soon as you go into extra innings, you go runner on second, change the whole game. Is this, it, becomes, it becomes a different game from the nine innings you've played. Not already been used in kind of college baseball and stuff like that. Yeah, but there's, there's no, yeah, there's, there's no, there's, yeah, I think they brought, it could, it could brought, well be, but there's no guarantee they're gonna. Yeah, gonna I think they bring, they bring these things in at the younger levels, and then they tend to to wind them up to the majors. I think it will come back. I really do. I think if there's a couple of three or four sort of long inning games this season, I think there'll be a demand to bring it back. I could see, and it, apparently part of it is they can. They can negotiate and change things now during well, the... Yeah, they can. So one thing that the owners, in was one of their prerequisites putting in, is that they can bring changes in on 45 days' notice rather than on a season's notice. Yeah. That's quite big. It is. Yeah, it's um, huge. Okay. Other elements that got agreed, uh, just, just general, the Universal DH, 12-team playoffs, and a draft lottery. Thoughts on any of those? Draft lottery, I think it's a good thing. I think it's 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 the way to try and stop these botmen, these teams tanking. Yeah, has, it? has it though? Have I don't you, know. You, I mean, I, I, you're, I see, you're seeing what the Reds are doing. You're seeing what the the, the, the Pirates are doing. The A's are, hasn't necessarily stopped them from doing anything really, essentially, because of the A's. The, the the Reds are just making crazy deal after crazy deal. It just you just look at it and go, what what is there? logic behind it and you say the A's who I didn't think were very far away last year didn't think they were like a million miles away just they're just blowing it up so that the the draft lottery hasn't really if it was introduced to to tanking and to to, uh, bad teams just really getting worse and worse and worse that clearly isn't working and we're only a couple or a week into into having this new rule this new CBA in place but it, it depends it depends how you differentiate between tanking and rebuilding. There's nothing wrong with rebuilding. There's nothing wrong with looking at your roster and saying, Do you know what, I don't think we're going to compete. Let's trade some pieces while we've got the while they're hot, re retool the team. 
we're talking about what the Marlins did, what the Astros famously did, this tank for years, build up loads of draft picks, build their farm back up. And then I, I don't think, you can't say for sure at the moment that's what Oakland's doing. I mean, Billy Beans, he's, he's had history doing these kind of things in the past and doing them successfully, but I, I don't know if it's going to be the answer, but certainly at least they're doing something about it that's going to try and stop teams tanking because it is, I think it's basically just ripping their fans off when they do it. I don't think it's a good thing for the sport. Universal DH was fairly well trailed. It was, nobody really seemed to object to that at all in, in any part of the negotiation. No, no, I think the 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 twenty or the COVID hit season where the the NL, the NL had the DH kind of opened up a lot of people that were on the fence's eyes as to whether they should. And I think quite a lot of them were just it's it's not a, as big a deal as what they were making it out to be. It's the best. I think it's the best way for to to, to progress the game. It's created obviously the base association probably really wanted it for just purely because it creates so many extra jobs, essentially in in the NL. So it, it made sense. It was a logical step. No, I think yeah. I mean, I think the only guys that probably really object to it is the baseball purists, if you like, who see it as a sort of true form of baseball, the old NL style. Um, would I be right in thinking that they've brought this in and they've now changed the way the schedule works and now every team's going to play each other rather than so you'll have less games in your division? I don't know if that's this season or next season. It's next season. Next season, so yeah. So you'll have next less. Next season, you'll play, a, you'll play a series against every other team at least one yeah. Which I think if they want to do that, then the, the universal DH definitely makes a lot of sense if you're going to have teams crossing again across to play more NL teams if you like because um, the, the two different styles of the league causes problems for roster construction and stuff. I think I think a lot of the NL teams are pretty are pretty happy with it. You know, the, the, they're able to add an extra bat. I mean, I've I can kind of see both points. I can kind of see that the game is a bit more strategic when you don't have a DH, but I also think having kind of you know pitchers hitting it kind of makes two easy outs at the bottom of the order, which. I don't know. For me, I just don't think it's a good thing. For me, it was always the um, the fact that the DH, the only play, the only league that didn't have a DH was the NL. All the all the way through all the systems, college, all the minor league, and all the sort of youth setups all have DHs. So you're asking these pitchers to come all the way through their whole progression as a pitcher, not not batting or not hitting. Yeah. All of a sudden, bomb! You're asking them to do something it's just not natural for them. If there was a progression of them hitting all the way through and then all of a sudden they were asked to stop, it's a bit different. But they never hit anywhere in the minors, in college baseball. So then just it was just such a negative on any NL game I watched, I found. Yeah. I, tend to, I mean, I, I didn't mind the, the NL games. So I thought it was interesting, a bit different. Um, but I think what, clearly what happened during the, the 2020 season was NL fans realised that the world didn't stop turning on its axis because... They had the DH and it kind of got, I think, grudgingly accepted by, by many of the purists. In terms of the 12-team playoffs, I don't mind this. I think that there was talk that the league wanted 14 teams, which I think would have been a bit of a mockery because that's yeah. nearly half the, the, half the yeah. league getting into the playoffs. And at the end of a 162-game season, you think, why? Yeah. Um, 12 teams, it's still probably a little bit high, but I, could, I can live with it, I suppose. And it might create some more you know, end of season drama. So, I think it's um I know. so someone said it's only in baseball they seem to be I, I agree with you. I, the twelve teams is 
it's not a perfect man i would like it to be less like it was but again it's that, it's that sort of middle ground but in other sports you look at the nfl half the teams in the nfl make the playoffs but it's not as a bigger deal it's sort of in baseball it's kind of like this sacred sacred sport that no one really likes to evolve no one really likes the touch in, this, in essence but i think 12 is sort of the middle ground and it's 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 okay the, yeah the part of it i find a bit odd is that one of the teams can win their division and is not guaranteed to go into the the actual playoffs yep which is that's the, that's the lowest divisional lowest ranked divisional winner isn't it yeah the lowest ranked divisional winner has to go into a playoff to make the playoffs I think but don't don't they get a home field advantage in, yeah. in it's a three game playoff then isn't it and they get a home field advantage isn't it, did I did I hear something this um it's a home field advantage and you only have to win one game out of the three no they didn't do that no, they, 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 they came away from that, that. they, they yeah. come away from that yeah. so yeah. I thought that was, I thought that was a fair compromise you, you you've won your division you go into a best of three series but you only have to win the the, the lower ranked team has to win two. You can. You only have to win one. I kind of like that. That's like a. Yeah. So, there is like an advantage to winning your division, then, but they obviously went away from that. The advantage here is you get home field advantage. Yeah. Wow. The thing is, it's kind of. I do think since the sort of, um, they've messed about with the playoffs and stuff like that, and the wild cards and things, I do think they've taken a little bit away from, you know, winning your division. Then they've put other things in place, but. I kind of liked it when your three winners were guaranteed to go through. So when your division, you know you're in the postseason. Adds a little bit of kind of jeopardy to that, which is interesting. Um, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out, and, and it'll be a bit of a pisser if it's us, if it's us that ends up in that mm. situation, which I don't see happening. But you would be pretty annoyed if your team won the division and lost out by maybe a game and had to go into the playoff and then didn't make the postseason. It would be crazy, or the. Can you even call it the postseason now? The the actual the actual postseason is that still postseason playoffs for is the postseason? Is that how they're, they're determining it? Yeah, they count them all yeah. for the season. Don't worry about that. Um, elsewhere, the minimum salary went up to seven hundred thousand um, dollars. Sliding up graduated to increases. Yeah, yeah. Um, the soft, crucially, I think for the players, the soft cap at the at the before taxes come in, increased to over 230 million with promises to get up to about 240 over time. And the pre-arb pool is now 50 million. So those are all the kind of financial elements. It, it felt to me as though the league was playing very hardball on that. And then in the last week, they actually moved quite a lot. They could have done that earlier, really. Yeah, I think they were miles apart on, certainly on the, the draft pool or the pre-arb pool, sorry, they were miles apart on that. Because I think the league offered 10 and the Players Association asked for 80. And then it just seemed to be suddenly at the last minute, once a few things dropped, they suddenly come up to 50 million, which is miles away from where they were to start with. So definitely a bit of back and forward been going on in that respect. The luxury tax thing, 230, kind of sliding up 244. Yeah. Does it make a big difference, really? Was it worth all that? I mean, how many teams actually go over it? Three or we four. Might. We Sorry? might. We might. We could. <laughs> we'll come on to that. <laughs> but even over the past, what, 10 years, or probably three or four teams have went over it. Probably as Boston, the Dodgers, um, the Mets have probably went over it now. I don't even know if any other teams have went over it, looking back. 
it is definitely a salary cap. Um, but I mean, no it's, question about it was, it. it's a it was, soft cap. It was made out to be such a big thing when there's very few teams actually go up to it or get close to it, if you know what I mean. So I found it quite strange that it was such a sticking point in the negotiations when really, you know, I mean, fans can expect their team to spend the 230 million, but let's be honest, what, five teams out of 30 are likely to do that? Maybe four? I don't know. It just seemed a big a big sticking point for um, something that doesn't seem to affect much of the league. The, the, but it, the fact is, if, if it went up so high, then it would affect more, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it was ever going to go up to 300 million or something like that. But I mean, the amount they were arguing over, I think the league wanted to go up an extra 5 million or something like that. So you're talking small, small change in the grand scheme of things. Was there a, a salary floor added in the CBA? No. I was surprised no, I by didn't. that. I thought that might have happened. You've touched on that in the past many times, and I kind of agree with you, actually. Yeah. I didn't think it had went through. Like, I hadn't read anything about it, but I knew the the players, certainly some of the players that were making noises on Twitter and stuff had mentioned it. So, a lot of compromises, that's for sure. A couple of other elements. We're going to see adverts on players. I don't know if that's this season or next season, but start to see, I don't know, McDonald's on... Labour toys his arm or something like that. Um, not quite sure how I feel about that. It doesn't sit mm. easily with me, but I guess it happens in every other sport. Yeah, it doesn't bother um, me. You just do look at foot, yeah. football teams, you just see every single football team has got it plastered on, for as long as you can remember now, on the front of their shirts, on the sleeves, everywhere. Yeah. I'm they didn't. Oh, so yeah, that, of course. But it's such... Even I think even Japan, they have, them, they have it on their helmets and things like that, don't they? So They do. Yeah, yeah I, I, mean, I think it's just it's just part and parcel of evolving, isn't it? I think logos on helmets or on hats, I could get on board with. If they end up like some of these South American football teams or Portuguese football teams with, you know, five different sponsors on a shirt, it's going to look. I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it's no not really going to affect my enjoyment of the game, but I do think it's going to make the, the kits look very different from how they've always looked. That kind of clean look they've always had. I think when you buy kits, they won't have the adverts on. That's my understanding. Yeah, I was more thinking of watching the games rather than buying them. Um, but yeah. Who was one it? element that... Sorry, go on. Okay. No, I was going to say, who was it got the Yankees taught with all the different logos all over it, all the different... Was it Hall of Fame stuff? Or was it Chris that bought that? Am I imagining that? Or Rob? So I thought someone Don't showed us a... It certainly wasn't Jack, I'll bet. <laughs> yeah, didn't was that was back. that was that the one that had um all the no. world series like all the world, the world series, series patches? patches yeah. yeah, that's what it I was. Think, sorry, it was. I think it had just been a picture of a, a shirt. Might have been. I, I thought, I thought got Chris, it. Chris or, Mar- or Rob had bought it, but yeah, cool. Sorry, it just popped into my head. One one element that was agreed that interested me a little bit was the Rookie of the Year award. Is going to be voted on by the writers, and the rookie of the year will get an extra year of service time added, so they get close to free agency, effectively. And I'm thinking, if you're a beat writer, maybe you're incentivized to actually nominate the guy from another team, so that yeah. they get close to free agency, they get to free agency quicker than they otherwise would. I wonder if they thought, really thought that film <laughs> whether the writers are really the best person to, to nominate this and whether it should be it's some again, kind of it always, it always seems award. To boil, always seems to boil down to the writers get to choose yeah, things. Yeah, bizarre. It never sits right with me. The rookie of the year should mm. be voted on by the players. Players. 
they're the ones they're the ones that play against these rookies they're the ones yeah. that play with these rookies they're the ones that uh, should decide who the best one is writers get i've got so much power in this game and i just think yes you watch a lot of it yes you can put your your thoughts and your experiences onto paper better than most of us hence why you are a writer doesn't necessarily mean you're in the you are you should you could tell who the better rookie is no compared to Mike Trout or Aaron Judge or you name them they're they're the ones that should decide who that rookie the rookie of the year is along with many other things yeah I mean it's kind of like obviously being British we have the sort of players player of the year award which is always the kind of one I think holds the most amount of sort of hmm. uh, clout for the players because it's been voted on by their peers and I've always thought that in baseball I just find it bizarre that these writers hold so much power over who gets in the Hall of Fame, who gets Rookie of the Year, for instance, and stuff like that. So, yeah, I agree. I think that other players should vote on it because they they play against them and get to see them. But even then, in this case, the players could still manipulate it so that the rookie on another AL East team wins yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, it would take about a bit of doing right they... enough. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I, I thought it was an interesting one. And then next year, next year, we are going to have larger bases which i'm assuming is an is an incentive to try and steal more and also i think this is next year introducing pitch clocks to the pitcher 14 seconds when the bases are empty and 19 seconds when there's a man on base again just designed to speed up the pace of play i like both of them to be fair i think the there's two sort of sides of the the larger base one of them is to try and avoid injuries so if the base is slightly bigger for the guy that's sliding through at second base, there's a little bit more space. Um, but also it does ever so slightly shorten the distance, so it should enc- encourage more running play, which I think we all want to see. Um, so yeah, I, I think I'm kind of on board with both of them. I don't. I think they're they're positive changes. Cock, I like, especially the fact they've adjusted it for when there's runners on base, not not dramatically, but enough to allow the the has got to worry about another thing other than just throwing the ball. Uh, the um, bags one, I, I'd never heard a complaint about it. I'd never heard anyone mention it before. So when I heard that that was decided, it was all, oh, okay. Um, yeah, I'd never thought of it. So, okay, I suppose if that's what they want to do, that's what they want to do. Um, I think also, I know there's been a few injuries at first base when, when the runner's running down, down the first baseline. And he's sort of the, the first baseman's foot's on the base, and it's yeah. obviously if it's a bigger base, there's more chance of him landing on the base rather than the first baseman's foot. So, yeah, by both of them, as I say the, the base one doesn't really bother me. They've really taken into consideration, but the pitch clock is the one that, yeah, it needs something needs to happen, especially when there's a runner on first. There needs to be some form of speeding up of the game. Yeah, I think uh, I think it's another thing that was trialed out. The larger bases were trialed out in, I don't know if it was college baseball or one of the lower sort of leagues of baseball. And I think I think it did make a tiny, tiny difference in terms of the amount of people will, willing to steal. But I do think the big the big thinking was exactly what you said. You know, if the first baseman or the second baseman's got their, their kind of foot back on the bag, then there's less less chance of it getting stood on or colliding with the, the guy who's careering through. I also think they were thinking... Um, I read somewhere they were thinking about when you slide through second base, there's a little bit more of the bag to keep yourself on so that you don't slide through, come off and get tagged out as well, which is a bit of a kind of shitty out 
Um, so I don't think it'll, I don't think it will massively affect the game in terms of how it's played. I just think it's um, it's potentially going to avoid a few of these injuries, which is a can all be a good thing, I think. So that's really where the CBA ended up. Some good things, some bad things. The most important thing was they actually agreed on something. <laughs> yeah. So that we then started the process of the season starting and spring training is starting any day now or has started yeah. and for those of you who don't know we've got a little kind of slack group going between the few of us and i think it took kev about 12 hours before we started panicking that we hadn't made any trades yet um i think my and... exact words were 99 days for the yankees to disappoint remind us how they're going to disappoint us again and the point we're making kev was that they actually couldn't officially at least talk yep. to any agents or players I... during that period that's, that's not what I said. I said 99 days, we've waited, long days, we've waited for the Yankees to disappoint us again, which is true. They're going to disappoint us But I said, I, 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 I preempted your, your tweet. I think I tweeted out about maybe two hours before. I said, it's funny how fans sort of comments go from, we just want baseball. Give us a season. I don't care. Just give me something to watch to two days later, a day later going, <laughs> oh, we, if we don't sign anyone now, we may as well just give up on the season, forget the season. What's the point? <laughs> it's amazing how quickly that changes. From, we're, we're a fickle we just bunch. want baseball to screw this. Sports shit, fans are shit anyway. Sports fans are fickle as they come. But, but... So you, you were worried that we hadn't made any big trades. The only major no, I, item that, 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 I, that's that not gone down by then was, was Clayton Kershaw signing back with the Dodgers. Yeah. Go figure. You know, it's not. It's not the point I made. It was just the point that you could just sense things were swirling around the Yankees doing SFA to address the needs of the roster. Now, Captain Neg has his hat on and he's ready to go. So, let's so anyway, Kevin. <laughs> anyway, Kevin. They they did then make a trade, and so wow. they traded away. And I'm sorry, I've got to do this, Jack. They traded away Gary Sanchez, cue weeping from Jack Brown's oh, side, yeah, yeah. and Gio Scheller in return Q, Q for weeping from my side. In return for Donaldson, Isaac Kiner, Falefa, and. The guy who was on everybody's lips, Ben Rortvet. Hands up who had heard of Ben Rortvet before this trade. Only his mother. None of us. Yes. Ben Rortvet, for those of you who don't know, is a lefty hitting catcher who made his oh. major league debut last season. So, Kev, they made a trade finally. I'll, I know Jack's view on this in a while. Come on to Jack in a minute. And Kev, what was your view on this? I, I, it's a head scratcher for me. I, I don't quite. Getting IKF and makes a lot of sense to me, right? We needed someone. He's not Carlos Correa, but I think they're they're gambling a lot on Volpe going to be the guy. Whereas um, you can argue, is that right? Is it wrong? We can probably talk about that in a bit. Overall, the bit that made me a bit, I just don't know. It's the, the amount of dollars that they've committed to that. Is it 24 million or something that Donaldson's going to get? 50, 50, 50 over two. Jesus. 50 over two years, I think. Yeah. So uh, the fact we, you know, I know we offset a bit of that because Sanchez was on quite a big. I mean, it doesn't improve his taking Sanchez away. I don't know. This guy's supposed to be better defensively. Is Higashioka and him going to platoon? I don't know. Are they going to make a move for a catcher? I suppose we need to wait and see if there's other moves going to happen, but. I don't know. I just find the whole Gio Urshela for me 
a bit up and down with his bat, but his glove was tremendous. Donaldson's glove. For, was it? Okay, Lee apparently. Gar- league he's average, a, he, probably. Yeah, a bit, bit better, but yeah, he's okay. He's, he's, he's not a, a guy. Too. He's a guy that's not had, <clears> his, not had, you know, he's had some injuries over the years, which in the Yankees team and injuries for us just... I, I, I just, I don't know. I don't know what to make of the deal. Donaldson was an elite bat, what, six, five, six years ago. He was tremendous. He's MVP season. He would have loved to have had him then. His numbers are going, trending down the way. I don't know. I mean, he's not the contact hitter we kind of needed. But again, he's he's a decent hitter. I just think that it's the money side of it that I just can't get my head around. I don't, I don't quite understand. I, I read some stuff on Twitter, <laughs> one guy saying, it's hard to believe that a trade was made and both t- teams' fans are hardly happy about it, you know. But I just, I just can't. I, I don't understand the benefit for them, and I don't un- quite understand the benefit for us. They, they kind of obviously gained a bit, of, a bit of financial money back, um, but they did take on a fair bit of money in in Sanchez. Although that said, I do think Sanchez. I think we've said it many times. I think away from New York, we might start to see a better side of Gary Sanchez without the pressure of playing for the Yankees. Um, the whole Sunny Gray type revival could happen, but I don't know. What, what do you guys think about it? I, I'm honestly still well, scratching let, my head. Let's come on to Jack because we, we know Jack's had a bit of a bromance with with Gary over over a few years now. So, so Jack, the Kraken will not be released anymore in Yankee Stadium yeah, unless he comes not. back and tortures us. Um, <laughs> do you want to have? A, do you want to have a last lament for um, Gary Sanchez? One of them things, right? So we're all, I think, no matter how much I tried to play off that I thought he was going to come good and that he's talented, dot, dot, dot. Um, this was inevitable, I feel. It was always good. I don't think, I essentially think the Yankees ran out of ideas. I think the Yankees ran out of ideas on what they could do next to try and get this <laughs> talent that we all know is there in there somewhere. His rookie season, his 2017 season, showed there is talent there showed that there there is deep down in there there is a talent a very talented hitter and the Yankees have run out of 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 ideas on what they're going to do to get that hitter more consistent I think they ran out of ideas what they're going to do with his catching I think they kind of let him down with his catching a little bit by just chopping they changed it so much of his one season at CS next season they kept chopping and changing so see him eventually go didn't really surprise me package he's gone in as Kev said is it's a it's a strange one because we've managed to trade away two players and not get better <laughs> in either area. Yeah. And I think the 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 geo side of the deal, I think maybe his underlying he had a lot of injuries last year. Quite yeah. a few injuries. Maybe they're starting to think is he coming back down to what they, he really is compared to the couple of seasons he had. Is his injuries going to maybe niggle and carry on and carry on? So they thought, okay, well, we may as well try and get something better. Um, the short stop, uh, IKF, I think I think he is essentially a, a stopgap. I think they're throwing all their eggs into Volpe's. Volpe, is it? His, yeah. Him, Volpe, I think yeah. they're, essentially they're saying you are going to be our shortstop for the future, essentially. I know the, the, the kid can play. The, the one we got from Minnesota can play shortstop, third base, and he plays catcher as well. He can catch. Kind of leather. Yeah. He hasn't, yeah. He hasn't caught since 2019. So yeah. he, he he's that 
kind of player that they 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 like the fact they can switch him around, put him here, there, and everywhere. So it's a trait, and and the catcher, well, who knows? Who knows what? Who knows what he's got? Maybe he's like a Luke Hoyt type player that can come from nowhere and prove something. But it just worries me a little bit the fact that Higashoka and that guy is. I don't know if they're going to platoon, but whether Higashoka's our number one, I don't know. I don't know that worries me a little bit because I don't. I think Higashoka's a backup catcher, no matter what. I think does it mean what's what's the kid that we got in the trade in the in the draft? I can't remember his name. Catcher Austin Wells is it? I think a bit like Volpe. They're yeah. they're they're putting there. They're saying we believe in you a lot more than what we thought they they did. Um, there's yeah, so many different layers to this. To this charge, yeah, I don't know. It's a it's a weird one. It's one that all time will tell. See, the th- the thing for me that kind of worries me about the whole Volpa thing is, does that not just reek like you've just piled so much pressure on the guy, um, to, to you know to now progress? You know, I know you've given him the opportunity, and you could say, right, here's here's your your goal, go get it. But the flip side of that is you're putting a lot of pressure on a young guy if you're gambling that position on him, you know, I don't know. It's uh I think the the Falefa guy is going to upgrade our defence massively, which I love. Um I mean his his glove is absolutely superb at third and uh it's short. So I think he's going to give us a massive upgrade there. Actually yeah. my concern I've got concern about that one. Um he did win a gold glove, you're right, in twenty twenty. But if you look at what he played that season, three, qu- three quarters of the games were up to third base. Yeah. He isn't going to play third. No. Stanton's going to play third. So he's going to play wasn't, that, wasn't, that, wasn't that the season that we all thought Gio <laughs> should have won the gold glove? And we were all surprised that this guy won the gold glove over Gio. Might have been, yeah. Was that, was that the one he was short? Yes, for? yeah. Um, he didn't win a gold glove last season when he played He played fully at short. And he was... I've tried, I tried to look at some stats before I joined us and I couldn't couldn't make much sense, but I have heard anecdotally he was average to a little bit better than average at short. Mm. He will certainly be an upgrade to Glaber. Yeah, yes. Of course. Of course. Um, and I don't doubt that Glaber will probably back up at short as well. But I don't sense that there's as much of an upgrade as people are making out. What he does give us is he's a contact bat, doesn't yeah. strike out very much. And he stole 20 bases last season. Albeit that was the first season he stole more than 10. So he suddenly inherited some speed from somewhere. Um, but that kind of profile of hitter, I don't mind at all because we've got the sluggers around him. We've got quite a few sluggers actually. Yeah. I I do wonder whether he may catch. I don't know. I'm like you said, Jack, I'm worried about the platoon at catcher um, because neither Higashioka or Rotvet can hit above the Mendoza line. So yeah. you are basically, and it's not a bad strategy in one sense, they're there as a defensive catcher, which is okay. Um, but anything we get out of them offensively will be a bonus. Um, I was looking at this Rortvet stats. He's never hit over 200 in any league of baseball. Yeah. So he is a defensive catcher. Just a defensive, we know what yeah. we're going to get. Um, but he's the shorts. He's the the large side of the platoon as well. So we're probably going to see him more than anything. I do wonder whether, A, they might try and sway kind of for Leffert to do some, or, like you said, there may be another trade in the offing for another catcher somewhere at some point. Well, you, you think that there is there is some odd men out now. 
Luke Voigt being one of them. Potentially DJ LeMahieu would be an option to trade, which I don't think any of us would want to do. You'd like to see him in that utility role, but or do you trade Glaber? Now there is trade pieces there that you could go out and possibly get a catcher with. Uh, if there was, I don't know who, don't ask me off the top of my head because I haven't really thought it through, it's just coming out of my head there. But I mean, certainly there's guys there that don't have a starting job. Um, you know, you've either Glaber or, or DJ at second. Um, I think who will be back in the sort of universal role, which I like, or utility role, sorry, um, getting flipped around the places. And I think he does it really well, and it didn't seem to affect his hitting a few years ago, but we are banking on a big bounce back season from him. We need him to be back to be that sort of contact hitter we need. Um, I just don't know. I just think I, I, I'm totally underwhelmed with what we've done so far. I don't think we've really fixed the needs and we've added salary, which this is the bit that's kind of making me scratch my head. That's the bit that I, I agree with you fully about the Donaldson bit. That's the bit that didn't add up to me. Mm. To take on 20 million on a guy who is on the decline. Granted, I still think there's some offence there, but he's injury prone now and he's on the decline and we're taking on 20 million a year. That didn't seem to quite add up to me. Wait, what age um, is he? He's 36. Is he? Jeez. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I'm I, not certain about that one at all. Cue then the move from last night when we signed Anthony Rizzo to play first base at two years, 16 million a year, but he does have an opt-out after year one. Mm-hmm. Now, does that make you feel slightly better, Kevin? I, I, I'm, I'm happy with the deal. I think all the... I, I never kind of bought for a minute that we were going to sign Freddie Freeman. I just didn't see it happening. I know there was a lot of talk on Twitter and stuff. I just... I don't know. I just didn't think it was a move the Yankees were going to make at his age. They were talking five, six years and big money. I just didn't see that happen. I don't think that's where the Yankees have been going over the past sort of four or five years. Um, Rizzo, again, another guy who's bat slightly on the decline, but there's every chance he could turn it around and turn it around quite quickly. He's a lefty bat, which you know I like to moan about a lot, that we've been struggling for lefty bats. So I think he fills a lot of things and his glove. I love his work at first base. I just I think it's good to have that kind of... Uh, level at first base. Now I know he had a bit of a kind of up and down sort of six months worth or whatever it was, but I've got a feeling he's going to be good. I think he, I think that's a good move. I think we had to, it was crying out for him or Freeman. I'd have loved Freeman. I think that would have been the yeah. bold move. And that would have ticked so many boxes. You know, a guy who is a contact hitter, power hitter, lefty, first mm-hmm. base, leader, now, this will tick some, but not all of those boxes. Yeah. And so I feel this is okay. If we weren't going to get Freeman, this was the deal to make. Um, I'm still slightly surprised. I thought he was going to go back to Chicago. Um, I did too. But we'll, I'll, I'll take it. What that does mean is we have a bit of a clustered infield because we have technically Vizzo at first, Glaber at second, kind of Leffert at short, Donaldson at third. And DJ effectively spells all of those players at all of those positions except for short. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not bad. And that's actually quite. That's actually quite good. There's a lot of injury cover there, etc. I think clearly now Luke Voigt is the odd man out. 
Yeah, Luke yeah. Luke Voigt is is the one that he's, he's sort of been rumored for trade for a couple of seasons now, hasn't he? And I think he's the one. I think he knows his time is numbered, kind of thing. I think the Rizzo the Rizzo deal had to be done. I I, I Freeman, yes, he's probably the better player out of the two, but for the money you would have to stump up for him is is a big. I think he's how old is he? Thirty two. Yeah, I think he is. And I think I heard I read so he's looking for a six to That's seven year contract. So that would be a lot of money invested into a, an aging player. Um, I'm just looking at Twitter right now, and uh, there's a tweet from um, Jim Bowden. He's saying multiple executives believe that Freddie Freeman and his representative may have overplayed their hand. Yeah. So there's there's talk that maybe he's not going to get what he wants in terms of maybe average average value or, or length, whatever that may be. Um, the Rizzo, I like the Rizzo deal for a couple of things because one, as, as I said, his first base, when, when he said to Odor when he was playing third, just throw it near me and I'll, and I'll catch it. Yeah, Don't we'll worry about where you can put it, put it near me and I will, and I will, I'll catch it. And what, what we're lacking now with Gardner, whether he's coming back or not, I probably think he will at some point. Um, We've got no one in the clubhouse that ever won anything. He has. He's won a World Series. He's been there. He's done that. He brings in something that we don't really have much of, which is winning mentality. Which is, guys, just stick with me. I've done it. We'll, I'll, we'll, we'll, we'll get, we'll get this done. So there's lots of things. But I think Luke Voigt is the obvious trade piece at the moment. We've got too many people for our forty man, so there are going to be some trades somewhere. Just to get the people that we need on the forty man on the, on it kind of thing. So, yeah, yeah. The thing that kind of disappoints me a little bit is that we're we're going to be selling low on Voight. I think that's kind of one of the kickers. If we we, talk, we missed if we, we missed our opportunity. Last last, last one was the time to do that it. was gone, and yeah. so we're always going to sell low on him now, no matter. It's, that's what a shame. Done. That is a shame because he 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 was good for them years, and and kind of had that injury ravaged season last season. And his numbers dropped off. Now, I don't know. I mean, what what does he get paid? I don't know. I don't actually even know what he's on salary wise. But he's not. To... He's he's still a year away from free agency. He's still in arbitration. Yeah. So you've got to think he's a attractive proposition for some teams willing to take a punt on him. But I don't know what we could get back. I still. Uh, I read a rumor tonight that we're supposed to be looking at a couple of guys from the A's, but I don't know yeah. if that's just somebody sort of. Building us up to shoot us down again. <laughs> again well, not. we know we know the L's, the A's, sorry, are yeah, they're selling, but yeah. I, I think they're for those two. I think they're going to want maybe a Glaber or someone like that. And would you do it though when you've got no, the, they're, no, but they're, 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 they're two good pitchers. I don't think they're yeah. Glaber worthy pitchers. I mean, I don't. For, if you're going to trade Glaber, you're going to want a stud. The thing with I don't, Glaber, I don't, thing I don't Glaber. think even one of them are Glaber worthy. I that think you're, talk, you're talking to Glaber two seasons ago. You're uh, in that kind of regard. I don't think Glaber's been that player for the last two seasons. They may be playing shortstop affected them, but when you've got a guy, a Gold Glove second baseman, they're available. Glaber, for me, I would trade Glaber for the right deal. I would. Yeah, but that's but that's but that's what I mean. Like, the two players is it Sean Mane 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 Mane? I can't remember. Mane Mane and um, I can't remember the other guy's name now. I can't actually remember who it was either. I should have uh, took note of that. Before yeah, but evil. Either one of them two aren't. They're not, they're not a piece I would be. I think they're probably a 
a three or a four. I don't think they're for, for a Glaber, you're looking at a one or a two in your well, rotation. You would have been, but you're not going to get that now. No, I don't think so. I, I think that's, I think. Oh, I still think he's young enough to. I think you forgot about the last two seasons. <laughs> no, but he's, he's, he's going back to second, which I think was a big deciding factor on how he played the last couple of seasons. By all accounts, he's come into spring training a lot more sort of prepared and ready for it this year. So hopefully that 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 um, changes. But yeah, I, I, the, the 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 level of those pitches, I just don't think I, I wouldn't be happy giving up Glaber for one of those two pitches. Where this does leave me is like, there is still one or two more moves to be made here mm-hmm. because if this is how we're going to enter the season. I'm kind of really, you know, yeah. on on the downside, you could be thinking. So what we've got here is a platoon at catcher, and neither of, can, neither of them can hit. We've got aging corners. Um, we've got three good sluggers. All three are injury prone, and a centre fielder back who is also <laughs> can't stay on the field for more than 100 games a season anyway. Centre field's yeah, a massive that, issue. That's definitely glass half empty kind of view. Being being counts a neck for a minute. Um, I'm sort of thinking there is another move here that we've not seen yet. You touched on it earlier, Kev. I don't know what that is. Yeah, I'm just trying to think possible, even sort of like it may not work <laughs> in terms of where they play, whether that fits in. But other than sort of Freeman, Correa is still available in your free agents that I can sort of pick off my head. Even trades, I'm looking at who the Reds. So you've got Castillo, maybe. Is he available for trades? <clears throat> um, they've pretty much traded everyone else of, of sort of worth. They're probably going to trade. Um, I'm just trying to think off the top of my head who would be that player. Because especially in the AO East now, you've got four of the five teams probably think win it. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the Blue Jays are. are the Blue Jays moves. are arguably the best team in the AL. Yeah. Not only on the AL East, the AL. Um, you know, the, there's talk that the Rays are possibly going to get Freeman. Or they're, the Blue they're, Jays. They're, they're, uh, um, or the Blue Jays. I don't know. I think they, they make a trade for Chapman. I don't think. I think that means they're probably out. Because that would mean Vladdy going first. True. Yes, I mean, the, the Blue Jays Boston? are out of Blue Jays. Boston been in on Freeman. I think. So if if the, if the Rays somehow get Freeman, she's um, um, I just can't think of the name that I just go yeah, that player is someone that even if it doesn't fit into where we need them, is a is a trade that we could make that would go yeah. There's, there's, that. It's, it's just like I just don't think we've fixed any of the major problems in our our roster. If you like, we've not even talked about starting pitching or the bullpen at the moment, which do need work, but. Just in the outfield or the field, if you like, we really haven't fixed a lot of the things that were problems last season. Um, we're relying a lot on a bounce back season from Rizzo, a bounce back season from um, um, Hicks. Hicks. Yeah, so I couldn't think of his blooming name there. Um, a really a bounce back season from DJ LeMahieu to get back to the numbers that we, we know he's capable of. Severino, uh, Torres, Torres now at second base. Is he going to get back to the player he was? Zach, Zach Britton. Yeah, there's a Is lot. Is he going to show up? It's all yeah. question mark, question mark. He's that bitten's gone for the year, hasn't he, I think? Yeah. 
I think he's out, yeah. Is he? Yeah, he's out. He's out, yeah. yeah. I think he's out, yeah. 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 I'm not pink. <laughs> that was silly, yeah. boy. No. Oh, yeah, God. No. <laughs> no. I think there's a lot, an awful lot of work still to be done, and I think we're sitting in quite a lot of... This is what I keep going back to with the Donaldson trade. Our, our current um, luxury tax number is quite high as it is. Yeah. We still, that, have, we still have all these holes. It's like... That's, that's a big mark against Cashman. Yeah, you, you, you look at his roster construction, and it's not like we're sitting at 180 million and you think, no. oh, spend a bit of the money. We, we've got one of the highest payrolls in, or something? And, and you think, where's the money going? I know a lot of it's yeah. tied up in Stanton, and but Stanton's not Cole. even that expensive in the current climate, really, but is he? I think you just think, where, where's, where is the money going? Uh, yeah. Chapman's on a lot for a reliever, isn't he? And, and this is his last year, and this yeah, is last year, so. So it's kind of I don't know. It's a strange. Like, I wouldn't. I don't know if it winds me up more. And I know this is the Yankee way. They always say they're in it to win a championship, right? When you get Cashman and Boone and and Hal coming out and going, yeah, champions. We're we're, we're a championship caliber team. I don't know if that's because as the Yankees, they're not going to come out and say, yeah, we're we're probably a two or three, maybe four pieces behind Toronto or behind the Astros or behind yeah. LA. They're not going to come out and say that, so I get that. But when you hear Boone going, we're 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 better than we were last year. You think I don't, he, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see it. And then you have got Hal coming out saying we're a championship caliber team. I don't think they believe that. The, I know. I, that's what I'm saying. I think I know it's because mm. they can't come out and say we're not where we want to be. But it still annoys you. Still, you see yeah. those quotes and you just like it winds you up. I think um, Boone's been made to look a little bit foolish as well, hasn't he? Because that's what he signed up for, though. He said something, and it was he saying he's that Gio was going to be the starting shortstop, and the next day he was traded away. And I don't know if he did. I've just seen the quotes on Twitter. I never actually listened to the interview, but allegedly he said that Gio would be the starting shortstop, and then the next day he was traded. Yeah. Um. I don't know. To be fair, that that, but he did say at at the present time. And also, yeah. he's not responsible for the trade, so they aren't going to make nah, trades. No, it just makes him look a little bit foolish, though, doesn't but you it? Thought, you thought they would have said, before you mentioned anything about Gio, maybe just... Yeah. Uh, gonna, don't yeah. mention him by name. <laughs> just say, we've got a plan at shortstop. And that's uh, so all you don't mention his name. because Yeah, that surely your PR guy must be briefing guys when they're going to... Um, you would think when they're going to a press conference at that point and saying, look, don't mention this, don't mention that. Or, I don't know. It's just um, it just does not a good look. There was something that did strike me as a bit odd about that because we, we were linked with kind of Lefford Junior season. It kind of made some kind of sense, and yet he was traded from the Rangers to the Twins for one day. Tw- for one day. <laughs> I'm thinking, why didn't you then just do just do a three 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 team trade and get that on? I I don't know whether it was a case of he was the player they wanted. The twins got him, and then was like, oh, we've got to now deal with the twins. I don't know. Something not not quite right there. Yeah, that's it a good just point, didn't seem to because it leaves the twins now without a shortstop. Could, could they have just um, deal? Yeah, could they have just been? Well, yeah. the, could the Yankees just have been sort of caught with their sort of on the hills? They didn't think. I, they didn't I think anything was going to happen that quickly, and all of a sudden, <laughs> they 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 check their Twitter, and they see. It. A tweet from the Twins account saying they traded for, and they go, yeah. "Oh shit! Yeah. Oh, fuck, oh Christ! We better actually do something now." I, I, could be, yeah. I wonder. Yeah. It could, it could be, or that possibly is if that is the case. That's that's a that's a big mark against Cashman again because 
you should be on that. You should be on that constantly. You should know every single possible Yeah. Or possibly there was discussions with Donaldson to take Sanchez and then there's been a bit of back and forward and they've done, well, we need a shortstop, so we'll take Kainer Falefa off you. I, I don't know, you're speculating we'll throw Geo into the deal. You just yeah. don't know how these negotiations go. But the Geo thing hurts me a little bit. I think I, I think it was too big a sample size for that just to be a hot streak for him. I really do. I think it was just, um, he came across with a bit of potential and no one had been able to get it out of him before and the Yankees did. Um, it, he was injured last season, it did affect him, but I think he was a good guy to have around. And definitely we've declined at, um, defensively at third base, which is a bit of a, a bit of a kicker. And he was the only guy that signed my shirt, so I really like him for that. Yeah, really? I do have okay. a bit of love for Gio. He's the only one that signed my shirt in London. And I am, um, yeah. No, no, I, the, the thing that I will always remember him for is that absolutely gutsiest catch I've ever seen in my life in game 162 last season against Tampa Bay when he risked everything yep. to get that fly ball and line to the raised dugout. That Brilliant. was the bravest catch I have seen in my life. Apart from Jeter Diamond um, in the stands. I think that was up there with this. Yeah, it yeah. was. It, it was that good because he he knew how much winning that game actually meant for our chances, and he put his body on the line. And that for that, he deserves absolute respect. That was the gutsiest Dude, player. That was seen. off your seat stuff, wasn't it? That was like it was going crazy. It was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was good. It was. Uh... Now I'm going to miss you. I am. Uh, he, he's. You know. He's not your big headline hero player, but I think he was very reliable. And at times, he was very clutch for us as well. So, yeah, I'm going to miss mm. him. Very likeable guy. Yep. So, I think we'll probably just draw it, draw it to a close then. I think we've, we, obviously we were going to we're gonna have other podcasts as we get into the off-season and no doubt other, yeah, other moves will happen. Let's get um, regular, a bit more regular so, now, yeah. yeah so, we'll try and get maybe one a week now until the... Uh, the season actually starts on April the 7th. So, gentlemen, thank you for your time tonight. Where can everybody reach you on the usual places? Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, if you do that. Where can they reach you? <laughs> I'll leave that to my clock, mate. Um, you can read up my, my ramblings at NYYankeesUK is where you'll find all my Yankee sort of ramblings. Not as not as negative as Kev, but give it a couple of weeks and I might be on the sinking ship with him. Yeah, I think I don't know if it's negative or just realism with me, but I don't I don't have the rose tinted um, glasses that some guys have. But yeah, um, I, I'm at Celtic Yankees on Twitter. I'm also quite often on the UK Yankees Facebook page. Although I've got to admit, during the ninety nine day lockout, there wasn't much going on on there. Um, probably as guilty as anyone in not posting, but. And there's been a few posts back and forward now. We've got things moving again. So, yeah, you can find me on there. Mark? Breaking news. Breaking news. Hal Steinbrenner is saying that talks will happen soon about Aaron Judge's extension. So, there you go. There we go. We will see. Well, again, and that's yeah, one of them things. Sorry. That's one of them things. Just get it done. Yeah. Because what's he going to do now? He's going to go, hey, well, we'll get talks start soon, then the season starts, and they'll go, right, we're going we're to delay it till after the season because the season started. He has an MVP year. It's only going to cost you more money. Yeah, just get it's it done. done. Just, just yeah. sign him up now. What? Just get it done. There's no there's no logical point of delaying it any further. Just get 12, it 12 months ago, Jack, we had a conversation and said, make a break year for Judge. If he does it this year, get him signed up. And he did it. Mm. So He did yeah. it, to be yeah. fair. Yeah. 
Um, you can reach me on at Mark Latemore on Twitter. Um, and with that, thank you very much and good night. Thank <laughs> you.